my experience in real estate is whatever you are losing, don't give up. Time will make you recover all. Welcome to the Highly Leveraged Podcast, interviewing landlords and industry professionals to help you start and continue to scale your rental income portfolio. Here's your host, Dave Rosa. What's up? Today I got Victor Genobi with me out of Massachusetts. He only came to the United States back in 2005. He had a dream of buying a bunch of real estate property. He uh, put in a lot of overtime. He was selling vehicles on the side. He lived a more frugal life. Uh, Back in 2015, he bought his first rental property in Lowell, Massachusetts. He got taken advantage of uh, in the first deal. He got swindled, you might say. Uh, He had some bad tenants that he had to evict. He's, He's faced a lot of challenges, but right now he's at four properties with 18 doors, and he also manages four others. He still works full-time for the state, and he continues to build towards a $25,000 cash flow per month goal. It's a very, very lofty goal, but he's determined. Here he is, Victor Ganobi. You started back in uh, 2015, just six years ago. How did you start? What kind of property was that? I started, I wanted to create an investment that will give me return in the future. Many friends of mine... And people that I know, over many years, we are buying a house that they want to live. So for me, I want to buy an investment. And I don't have no experience. What I did was, whatever, I have to take this risk. Because I feel like that time, at that time, I talked to an agent. I told the agent, if I buy a property in America, can that property be able to pay himself without me paying from my paycheck? He said, absolutely, I can help you do that. Once he told me that, that was my start of the adventure. So I wanted to buy condo, which was at that time, it was going to be $95. But condo, it, the guy told me that if, I, if the tenant moved, I still have to pay out of my pocket. I said, I don't want that. <laughs> he showed me three units. Then I said, okay, this one makes sense. I bought it 300000 The The agent is an immigrant like me, but he has been in the country for so many years. He has been a um, real estate agent also for quite a while. He took advantage of me, knowing that I don't know anything about investment property. So he made the guy to sell me a property that worth like 275000 He sold it to me at that time, 300000 asked me verbally that I have to give him $10,000 for making me buy a property in America. I verbally agreed. I don't know what it was, but uh, you know, I verbally agreed. I don't, I don't, at that time, at the back of my head, it does not make sense. But if he can give me an equity in this property, as he said, what is $10,000, you know? So at the end of the day, I bought the property, 300000 at closing, after closing, he asked for 10000 I said, no, I'm not going to give you 10000 because we just found out that this property just worth 250000 Now, Now, was that during the appraisal? Did you get an appraisal or were you using private money? I used, um, I, I got appraisal. I, I used um, um, conventional, 
you know. But right. what happened was like the appraisal guy they they brought, they know him personally, and I have no even the inspection inspector that was that came in, they know the guy personally. So I made I was making all this mistake without knowing it. And and now are you living in that three family? Did you move into that, or were you doing it strictly as a rental and you were living elsewhere? I was supposed to live in it, but I could not be able to to do it based on the fact that those tenants were very, very difficult to, to get rid of. At the end of the day, I, I just completely changed my mind that, I, I, in fact, I don't want to live on this property. Let me sell this property to buy another property. I did not sell. Evicted three of, three of the old tenants that were not paying rent within six months when I purchased. When I replaced those tenants, that was the beginning of my bigger vision. That was when I started seeing the, the, the vast possibility in real estate business. So these new tenants, they respect me a lot. So they were paying. I have some couple of um, Section 8 tenants. So with that encouragement, I went all the way within a year and bought another property. This property I bought was in another, in New Hampshire. My first one was in Massachusetts. What part of Massachusetts was that? In Lower Massachusetts, Lower. So the next one was in Nashua. So I, it's, it's three, it was three units too. I bought that one, two, 235000 6000 towards closing. So after that, I bought another one. This one I bought was not really... Uh, an agent brought it to my attention. But the guy told me that he, he helped this guy to buy this property. Within a year, the property burned down. And he wants to sell, he wants to sell the remaining because he has already been paid by the insurance. So I told him how much. He'd say 60000 is for four units. That he's selling it to him. That it's worth over 100000 so I said, okay, how much are we going to contribute? He said, Victor, I'm not going to put my cash. You're going to pay all the money but, and start sharing the profit 50-50. I said, oh, okay. I, I don't know about sharing 50-50 if I'm going to pay the whole capital. At the end of the day, I, I look at the property. The property at that time worth more than 100000 I said, no, I agree. We're going to share 50-50. I paid the $60,000 cash. Then, within a month, I investigated, I, I did my research. Personally, I could not afford to, to do any flip, to do any construction. I did not have no experience. I don't know what it is. I don't know how to deal with contractors. This guy does not have, um, the agent at that time doesn't have his own property. As a matter of fact, I found out that he had a foreclosure before, so which affected his credit. So in as much as he's an agent, he may, he may not be able to get those conventional loans as I was getting. So I didn't want, I have two houses already. I know that if I start going to con do construction or renovation, that if something happened along the line, I mean, it may affect my property. My properties were all in my personal name. So I told this guy, I'm, I, I, wanna, I, I want out. He told Victor, you know, 
Why how can we sell it? I said, don't worry, I'm gonna bring a seller. I'm gonna buy, I'm going to bring a buyer. I call my current landlord. They told me they're gonna buy it for hundred and the twenty hundred and fifty thousand. So the agent say, you know what? Don't worry, Victor. I have a buyer. <laughs> so we finally sold it for hundred and twenty-five thousand, and we share it. That was a big encouragement. I have never made <laughs> that kind of profit in my lifetime. I backed out. I I told the guy, let's sell it the way it is. We bought it sixty. We sold it hundred and twenty-five. And how long was that? That was a year, you said, or was that longer than that? Anyway, it was in 2017, the same year I bought my, my second property. So as of 2017, I had like um, two properties minus, you know, two properties apart from the one I, deal I, the deal I did not, you know, we didn't build the house. So 2018, I went ahead and bought my third property. That one was three units in Nashville. So now the one in Lower, I I had a <laughs> I started having a very big problem with one of the tenants that she brought a lawsuit against me for falling. When they sent it to my insurance, my insurance told me, you know what, Victor, what I gave them, the proof I gave them shows that this tenant is trying to play game. So at that point, I started thinking about Oh, let me sell this property. I have owned this property two, two, for two years. And if I start having this problem here in Massachusetts, which makes it easier for the landlord to handle tenants, I may not be able to succeed in this business. So I immediately started looking to sell it. I put it in the market for 525 within within a month. So I found somebody. If I sell this one, I want to do 1031 exchange to a bigger properties. In that case, I may not handle it. The point I'm trying to make here is this. I was doing all those things without having much experience. The experience that I was working with is a common sense one based on the fact that I was selling cars from United States to Africa, Nigeria in particular. So I has I was doing this kind of small business on the side. So with that knowledge of business I have, I was trying to use it in this scenario based on turnover. If I do not sell a house, I may not be able to move on. So I saw the one in lower Unfortunately for me, the guy, the management I was talking to told me that, Victor, if you said you want to buy a house, I have 50 unit portfolio I want to sell. I told him, look, I'm so happy that you have something because I don't know how I'm going to find matching property to be able to do 1031 within the allowed period of time. He said, Victor, I can sell you half of it. He agreed to sell me 18 units out of 50 units. So I we negotiated to, you know, the, the property that he wanted to sell me was in a in a very bad condition. But my purpose was 
the bigger picture, I will take my time to bring those property condition up. So I bought it, I sold my property in Lowell for 490,000. I bought this one for 1.2 million. I, I made him added 30,000 for closing cost. And, and this is in Nashua as well? This is in Manchester. So now my, <laughs> I, now I have a bigger, big investment over my head. And this guy, he gave me condition under which he will sell that property to me. Require me to use his bank. Second, I have to allow him to manage, to continue to manage the 18 units. I will not have a buyer agent. I was like, wow. I talked to my attorney at the time. So he told me not to, not even not to try it. I talked to a couple of people. They said, Victor, that guy will kill you. It's not good. So I slept over it. I told myself, I'm the, I, have to, I have been taking risk all my life. I have to, this is, this, is, this is bigger than those people that are saying this. I bought the property. It finally, it was the best deal of my life. Of my life. And I don't know if I can be able to get that kind of deal again. <laughs> so how did how did that work out was it all full or were there any vacancies when you took it over and you had to remodel anything what happened was like the like i said the property the units we have such in bad shapes so i had to this guy what he did was he was putting bad tenants knowing that these tenants will not live there for long but he wants to use the number to sell it to me to the extent that one of the three units, he rented it for $2,000 a month in Manchester. That is unheard of. I know that, it's, I know that this, that unit was in a very bad condition. So how can somebody be willing to pay $2,000 for a three-bedroom in Manchester? So I found out that after I bought it, because I overlooked it and did my, 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 my math, to the lowest I could make if every other thing goes wrong according to the price, the market price of renting at that time. So I was not going by whatever this guy was giving me. What was what he was giving me, any bank will finance it, thinking that that is true. But that was lies. That guy was an awful human being. He does not know me. I don't know. I don't know him. What? Why he was trying to rush to sell it? But I sense that he was in. A, he was. He was in a big trouble. Why he was trying to rush? But for me, yes, he was in a bad condition. No invest. No experienced investor will buy it. What I want you to understand here is ten thousand a month income may be a huge difference for me. Ten thousand a month for someone else may be nothing. They might, someone else might not survive. He may even die just for ten thousand a month. But for me, it may take me ten thousand a month might make me the happiest human being on earth. <laughs> so that was how I was seeing that. So whatever that I had, I had to work harder to be able to. Mean, you know, to be able to handle this particular property. So, bank gave me this um, finance knowing 
that this property is in a bad shape. But I was forced to use the same bank. So they had no problem approving it. I, they feel like if I evict of messed up, they're going to take it back. And he's going to lose some of his property that he owned already. So when I bought it, the first thing I did is to fire the, the, the guy who sold it to me because it was my manager. I took one of the properties. It's a, a six unit out of the 18 units. Evicted four tenants and did the renovation all by myself with one guy helping me. Then I sold it 2020 for 600. I used the money. I gave it to the bank. I did not touch it because I was, at that point I was owing 1 million on 1.230. So when I give them 600,000, I added my personal money, which is 100,000 to the bank. I reduced that loan all the way to 300,000. So now, why I did that is this. I know that this property has a lot of potential, but I want the bank to, to, to be easy on me. I want to be able to pay small amount of money monthly to service my mortgage. Why renovating these units? As an immigrant here in America, America has a culture. I came from a different culture. Sometimes, as an immigrant, you may have to work two or three times harder than someone that is already in the system in this country. So what's, uh, what's your future goal? Are you, do you have a threshold that you're going to get to and then you're going to retire? Because you're still working full-time right now, correct? Yes, I still work full-time. I, I can live off what I'm currently making. But it, it, will be, it will be difficult for me to upgrade my lifestyle. So because of the fact that I want to upgrade my lifestyle in terms of other things that I would love to do, I need to stabilize my income up to $25,000 a month. After paying all the expenses, all the lose, everything uh, a month. Oh, you're fancy. <laughs> that's a lot of money. <laughs> that's a lot of money. <laughs> Twenty-five thousand clear cash. Clear cash on net. Yeah, that's a lot. Good for you. Go for it. I like it. I mean, you only started six years ago, and you're already. To where you could be comfortable if you needed to be, so that's that's pretty good. That's that's the bigger picture. When I look at it, I was like, "Wow, is this possible? Why everybody is not doing this?" I found out that the reason why everybody is not doing this is all that I have been suffered, my my frustration, my loss, people taking advantage of me, people thinking that you don't know what you're doing, therefore they wanna push. All this thing is why people cannot do the business because they don't have patience. <laughs> All right. So what's your, your near-term near goal? Are you planning on buying another one this year or next year? Or are you just kind of settled on where you're at right now? Honestly, I would have bought another one 
I, my target is to build at least a property that worth 800,000. I'm putting 30% down. I got scared. What scared me was the property management company. I thought they will, if you hire a professional property management, they will work for your interest and help you to maximize your income. But in my own case, I almost lost all my properties by doing that. Because the, my properties in Nashua, I, I, I handed it over to the management at a point. I, I, I saw what they were doing. I took it back because I was losing a lot of money. In Manchester, I know the condition of this property is not that good. You will need a property management that can work in your own interest. Yeah, there's a lot of nightmare scenarios with uh, property management groups out there. There's some terrible ones. So, so where do you sit now? You got four buildings, 18 units right now? Uh, yeah, I have 18 units. Then I have additional somebody's out for four, four so units. You're just managing four of them, right? That's pretty good. It's a heck of a story. I mean, how long? So, how long you been in the country for? I've been here since two thousand and five. And when I came to America, my mentality about life changed. I found out that is you can actually make make it in life through being trustworthy. So I said, okay, this country is what I wanted. I was having a lot of issues with people around me because I I feel like I have to make money through the genuine way that is possible. But I had to I had to accept and acknowledge that it's highly impossible where I came from. I what I did was I started selling cars by myself in America here. I go to the auction, I buy cars through a dealer, a dealer's name. I sell it on the, you know, the uh, Craigslist, Facebook. So I was able to to raise some small capital. I was also doing a lot of overtime at my work. One thing that saved me is I adopted the life of conservative. I don't, I don't, I had to spend money. So. From 2013 to 2015, my, I almost lost my job. So at that point, I said to myself, Africa did not favor me where I came from. I need to focus in America, find something that make people rich. I thought it was talk. 2014 to 2016, 15 to save up something about 60,000 plus the money left to buy my first property. And so far, that's what is favoring me right now. Now, that's all my life is try to buy more property at, at all costs. Right now, my plan is stabilize what I have. What I have right now like I told you, $25,000 is possible right now. It's very possible. You understand? I have only 
I have this property worth over 2.3 million right now, and I owe only 600,000. So, and this is 18 units. 18 units. He's potentially bringing in over $25,000, even more than that each month. If this thing is being managed correctly, an update, all the updates has been done. In next two years' time, it's gonna increase up to that five thousand. From from you know just what I or what I just what I already have right now. But now that equity that I I have a huge equity on those property. That is the, something that I'm want to capitalize on to buy more properties. I don't want to move ahead until I stabilized what I currently have. Yeah, no, it's good. I mean, you're well on your way. I mean, that's, I give you a lot of credit. to. I mean, there's a lot of people that grew up in this country that wouldn't put the amount of effort in that you do. And you've only, you were only here for 10 years before you started in it. So I give you a lot of credit on that. Thank you so much. Victor, out there getting things done. Imagine moving to a foreign country and then building a real estate empire 10 years later. I mean, it obviously hasn't gone perfect. He's got swindled a bit, but uh, he has a huge lofty goal of $25,000 per month cash flow. And uh, he's certainly determined to get there. All right, so subscribe anywhere you get podcasts. We'll be back next Monday with a new episode. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Get out there and get after it. Light up. Thank you for listening to the Highly Leveraged Podcast. Leave a review and subscribe to get new shows automatically downloaded every Monday morning. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Highly Leveraged Pod. And check out our website at HighlyLeveragedPod.com for more info. My experience in real estate is whatever you are losing, don't give up. Time will make you recover all.